Welcome back, Samantha. Oh, thanks, Britt. I call you by your full name sometimes. And nobody knows who that is. I know, but it just feels so formal. And when we're cheersing and saying welcome back, it feels appropriate. I think I think also you're maybe the only one who calls me Samantha. Other than, well, nobody. My mother doesn't even do that. She just goes, hey, you. Or look over here. Um, but you call me Samantha. And I don't know. I think maybe one other friend that I grew up with calls me Samantha. And I have noticed that you say Samantha's name from the show as Samantha a lot. And I think it's because of Zimmy. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know if you call other people Samantha, but when you're talking. I don't know like, any other. I mean, I know Samantha's, but like yeah. the closest thing in my life to a Samantha is my Samantha. Right. I've noticed. I've noticed <laughs> that you kind of like lean on the eye like Samantha instead of huh. Samantha. PBR. Which is funny. <laughs> Uh, I have been told in the past that I enunciate the wrong syllables. Put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PBR. That's okay. Um, with that being said, speaking of things on the wrong syllable, hmm. we are to Margarita Brit. Oh, yeah. We got Margarita Brit for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a thing. Strap in, listeners. And as, I can, as far as I can tell, an incredible thing. A blessed thing thing a shining you are all welcome to experience this thing sure 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 yeah it's it's an experience for sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so here we go ride the wave (laughs) welcome to our podcast where we discuss sex in the city episode by episode we're exploring how the story these stories shaped our understanding of being a modern woman and And oh sorry I interrupted you. Maybe I'm too tequila. Zim. Dude, maybe. <laughs> and what sexuality can be. And all the naughty interrupting bits. <laughs> I'm Zimmy, your cultural sex guide. I am Britt, your tequila loving podcast host. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was That's great. All right. And this is, is Funky, Funky Spunk. Spunk. Let's do it to it, honey. talking about lesbians cheating artwork and porn so much porn i mean but we're throwing artwork in there so i feel like it's classy it's sophisticated sophisticated porn yeah yeah no the porn doesn't seem sophisticated at all but it's a sophisticated episode because Mm. art because of art because art yeah (laughs) um I'm going to put that in the hashtags and then maybe we'll get some of those like high society art collectors to listen to our porn and dick podcast. They probably should. (laughs) We provide the water cooler fodder for them to discuss. Yes, exactly. Yes. So let's get into it. Okay. We start at Charlotte's opening. Set the scene. Set the scene. We're Charlotte's opening. It is a big open space with cement walls. And white walls, mm-hmm. cement floors, white walls, wall to wall Prada loafers. So many white people mm. in suits, um, or well dressed in general. And Miranda is there with a date. Charlotte is there at her own opening with a date. Mm-hmm. Samantha and Carrie are there together, and it is 
Charlotte's first lesbian art show. Is it is it made obvious that it's her first lesbian art show? I feel like they say that when they describe what the I think so. Okay, let me ask Maybe you a I question. Do you like the art? They only really f- focus on the one piece and from my perspective it channels a lot of like traditional tattooing um art form to it american style sailor jerry sort yeah, of yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah exactly um and that has never been my aesthetic mm. so i can appreciate it like there was a part like i literally while watching it was like nah, i wouldn't argue over my friend to buy this piece but i see why they might want it yeah i loved it yeah i want a piece of my wall oh. i don't know if this is a real artist or if this is a real piece that exists but i'm gonna look into it and if you're out there and know that please let me know oh my god i found an article today that was rating the best artists in charlotte's gallery oh really and i didn't open it because it wasn't relevant for what i was specifically looking for Ugh. but now i bet that article holds the knowledge bombs you all need all of the answers to my art questions send it on over also we'll put it in the show notes yeah so if anyone else is looking for artwork you know what never mind you send it to me first <laughs> i'll find the artwork then we'll put it in the show notes that you that way you listeners can't steal it away from me so while we're at the party sure the art is really not the topic of the I, party i digress <laughs> um we learn that everybody's there on a date except for samantha and carrie Samantha sees a dude that I don't really remember why she wants to go talk to him, but she decides to because he works out at her gym. The trainer. He's the trainer. He, she loves his something squats. His yeah. His thrust squats. Sure. Naturally, the word thrust is involved. Whatever those are. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I imagine and, it has something to do with some pelvic movement. The pelvic thrust. Mm-hmm. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. Margarita Britt. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie steps out. She makes an excuse about how she has a headache that just hit her all of a sudden. And Samantha buys it. I mean, I would have too. No, that was so... No. I totally would have bought it. I think she did a great job of acting there. (laughs) Dude, Samantha was like, what, honey? What's wrong? And I would have turned to this. I would have, if I were Samantha, which we all know tonight, I kind of am Samantha. I would have been like the fuck is wrong with you so carrie slips out but i think we should wait on this okay she slips out she waits till all of her friends are distracted and she slips out yes i think we should talk about miranda's story first okay miranda is at the art show with a documentary filmmaker yes artsy fartsy second time we've had a documentary filmmaker as a date on here and a terrible one at that Mm -hmm. might i add yeah Uh, So it's going well. She's enjoying his company. They're going to go to the bone zone. Hey, baby. (laughs) And he turns on porn. Has this ever happened to you? No. Me either. No. But I imagine that this probably happens more often than we would like to admit. I'm dying to know if somebody is willing to tell us if you've ever been dating. So not like fully into a relationship where you're starting to explore. Right. That's totally different. I think that's so different because yes, watching porn with a partner, that's something I've done. That's enjoyable. You get like 
so much there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This first first time, first time, and they're already, already so much- hot and heavy. So yeah. it's not like like, and I think that's like I can see Miranda in her head be like, "We're already hot and heavy. Why would you need?" porn on the television there's always so much to think about the first time right yeah, like right it's so crazy things going through your head can you imagine just like porn coming from the corner that's- no <laughs> that's like being on an interview and then you're actually interview. like that's like being like hi i'm a new reporter and i'm coming to interview at the newspaper and they sit you down right next to the pulitzer prize winning journalist who is there working and interviewing subjects on the phone while you're trying to be like yes i understand ap style (laughs) and even worse he's like not paying attention to miranda it's not even like background soundtrack he's like moving her aside he moves her head can you move a little to the right he's cheating on miranda with the the porn stars it i can't help and like miranda ends up sleeping with him a couple of times and the first time she admits that, like, it's kind of sexy, which there's a part of me that could be like, well, I could see how, like, it's different. That's your it's a surprise for a first time. Right. Like most first times are kind of awkward slash suck. Mm-hmm. So I could see where Miranda's coming from with this. But so she sleeps with him a few times and finally gets fed up. That's like the gist of the Miranda story that will obviously cover further as we move through the episode. Yeah. Um. But I cannot help but think you're watching porn while inside me and I no longer exist. I am suddenly the big boobed whatever is happening on the screen. That's interesting. I didn't think about it that way. But yeah. Right. Especially like the I mean, in Miranda's case, she's like such a thin woman. She's got small breasts like she is very petite in features, Mm -hmm. even though she's tall. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the woman that was on the on the tv screen has big blonde voluminous hair and giant fake boobs and like Mm -hmm. they are not the same person Mm -hmm. yeah totally totally and you shouldn't compare yourself to that like those standards are not applicable i don't think you you need to compare yourself to other people unless unless you're in a situation where you are like that's been uh, agreed upon by all the parties which it is not apparently agreed upon with Miranda. No. But, but if you are in, if you agreed, like I'm going to go to the bone zone with you, you shouldn't have to f- think about and compare yourself to the other people. No. You're the sexiest person in the room. That first, the first few times you sleep with somebody is exploration. Yep. Anyway. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, okay. So we <laughs> leave. Miranda is mystified at this. She's a good sport. She gets laid. She's feeling it out. Yeah. But we leave her with this and she's like dealing with this whole thing. Meanwhile, uh, Charlotte. Back at the art show. Yeah. Charlotte, they, it, Carrie's opening monologue mentioned something about how people only stay at art shows while the champagne's still there, mm-hmm. which is valid. I have left many an art show when they've run out of the box of wine. Yeah. I can't usually no, afford the art. So. Yeah. No art show I've ever been to has served champagne, mm-hmm. which is probably an indicator as to where I've been finding my art. So that's fine. Shitty back alley Santa Fe art yeah. district. <laughs> Which I love and miss desperately. If I could just be on a crowded Santa Fe street right now. Shit, I'll go to any art show. Dude, you could put up fucking weed art and I'd probably still show up like, show me your pot leaf. <laughs> it's not true. 
it might be true. It might be true. I'm desperate. <laughs> anyway, Charlotte says, Charlotte's running out of wine. She's like, oh, I have some downstairs. I'll go find a case. Goes downstairs and she hears somebody like getting hot and heavy. And I legitimately was expecting it to be Samantha and the trainer. Because, duh. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Charlotte's fucking date with a random blonde woman we had seen in the middle of the crowd. Mm-hmm. I think his response is the most infuriating. Oh, relax. We're just kissing. They are heavy petting. Okay. They are heavy fucking petting. That is not kissing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, that's kissing her legs up. Yeah. They're like their clothes are kind of disheveled. Yeah. Oh, even okay. Even if they are just kidding, kissing, he's there as her date and it's her fucking art show leave the dance who you came with all right yeah if you are on a date with someone you at least get that amount of time with them if they're not into you then they can move on or yeah. you can move on but until the end of the date don't be a dick yeah this isn't even you know uh, and we'll get to this as we progress but like the center topic of this episode is it, what is cheating can it can there be a universal rule well after this happens they are at what i can assume is a farmer's market or some not the breakfast round table and instead it's the like searching for the perfect orange fest i don't know what that means but they are all together they seem like they're kind of like rummaging through some like thrifty stuff and it's basically their round table but they're like moving around there's a lot of movement which i love Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. They were like looking at sandwiches and Samantha's sticking a banana in her pants. and Like they're just like picking up different things from the different spots that they're looking at. And I loved the amount of energy in this scene because typically they're just like switching from profile to profile, right? Like close up to close up around the round table. This one has so much movement to it. And the dialogue was so great, which it we, was so great. Yeah, can get into. And essentially this entire Carrie's column is about cheating yeah and is there a universal rule to cheating yeah. or is it moral relative moral relativism is there a cheating curve the cheating curve mm-hmm. and in this case like charlotte finding her date making out with somebody in the basement i wouldn't argue that it's cheating but it's dump worthy so let me ask you a question though why isn't it cheating? Uh, there's no mutual understanding of expectations. So Charlotte, I think, has a really standard set of expectations, but she hasn't shared those or expressed those with him. She's functioning off like the societal understanding of, in Charlotte's case specifically, she's so like gender specific, right? Like she is so much like, you are the man. You should take care of me. You should buy dinner. But in this situation, actually, that goes out the window in this situation. He's there as her date to her own like business life working party. Yeah. So what are Char's expectations for this date specifically? Let me just bring you back. Yeah. And I think in this case, Char's expectations are not verbally said, but it is meant for her to have provided a date to her own business function. So in Charlotte's mind, it's cheating because there is a code of contact, con- a code of conduct within a date. So if it's outside of those guidelines for her, it's cheating. Yes, but she didn't express those guidelines. But I'm, I want to talk about wh- our different aspects of cheating and why I want to discuss why everyone has so many different aspects of cheating. So in Charlotte's case, 
it was cheating because he was not respecting her code of conduct. Mm -hmm. He comes to this date. He only pays attention to her. Mm -hmm. He doesn't pay attention to anybody else and he doesn't kiss anybody else. They are together Mm -hmm. for this date. Only those two exist. If you were to jump into Carrie's shoes. So in Carrie's view, I don't think it is because I think Carrie has a much more casual relationship with the concept of interpersonal relationships. Charlotte's constantly looking for the one, right? Like she's basically every date she goes on is a test drive. I would agree with you. Find out if that's marriage. Charlotte, as soon as she's like put her eyes on you and you have asked her out, Mm -hmm. you are in a relationship until Mm -hmm. you are not in a relationship. That means it is you two and no one else. Right. Whereas I think Carrie understands the value, because I think it's, I've argued in the past that it's valuable to date, mm-hmm. of that casual encounter. I would, so Samantha does have a very casual view. She expresses it during our quote on round table yes. the, during the thrifty. Like she almost says we should stop fighting it. And if you don't get caught, it doesn't exist. If a right. tree falls in the woods, <laughs> If nobody hears a tree fall in the woods, yeah. did it fall? Exactly. Uh, that is absolutely the description for Samantha. Because Samantha has been on the on that side. As of yet, we don't know if Carrie has cheated on anybody. We all assume Charlotte has not cheated on anybody. And then Brand is a little more of a gray scale here, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think Does Carrie's is thing. more along a timeline. Her perception of cheating is a more linear understanding of how it works. So at the beginning, when you're at point A, you're closer to that dating. It's far more casual. As you start to move to point B, then maybe like it could get a little more questionable. Point C, you've put a label on it, boyfriend, girlfriend, you've established your exclusivity, what have you, you know, point D, E, F, whatever the fuck, you're married, blah, blah, blah. Like Carrie, I think, has a far more linear perspective of it. And Samantha is not linear she is cheating doesn't exist no right now she's working in the quantum the quantum curve of cheating so they are acting in exactly how how the show wanted the characters to act in a situation and and people will relate to them in their little buckets right Mm -hmm. miranda's i think is only in this instance she and her storyline are only there to be an oddity or like an extreme outlier of the situation. I don't think it's an extreme outlier. I think it's a, we can dip in and out based on my emotions, like on my, Mm, how I I am interacting with these things. So there's not like norms or unnorms. It's just like how we interact with each other, Mm. but Miranda's not feeling it. So I think Mm -hmm. that that, that person can relate to that, right? Like, I don't know, let's feel it out. But if I'm not enjoying it, like get the fuck out. Carrie is what you would say. I is what I think Carrie is supposed to be, at least how I assume the writers portray her as, is the, quote, nor- normal person. Like, we're right. all supposed to shoot for being Carrie. Right. That's where we have our characters right now. Charlotte has uh, been, quote, cheated on at her art show, but has made some wonderful lesbian friends. Yes. I think this is actually the main point of the episode, although we're going to drop the bomb later. Right, 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 right. What is described as Carrie's over or narrator voice as the power lesbians. Glasses Mm -hmm. on fleek, perfect fashion, 
no need for men. Yeah. And uh, Britt, you had mentioned earlier that you wanted to discuss how the show portrayed lesbians. Yeah. Uh, the LGBTQ community in general, I think, and I think so far our, our exposure has been Stanford. And if you've listened to any episode prior to this, you know, Zimmy and I both fucking love Stanford. Oh, we love him so much. Love him so much. Um, but we have made reference previously. Like we're in what, what episode is this? Six. Uh, we're halfway through season two. So we've done a season and a half and we've kind of made lo- a, a light of this idea that sex in the city brings the LGBTQ uh, population into television. Really? Like this is one of the first shows outside of will and grace to really embrace other characters with varying sexual identities. With that being said though, I think what we're going to start to discuss as we look forward is how flat this falls. So here we have a group of lesbian women and to give a summary of the actual plot of the story, cause that's, you know what we're discussing right now. We have this group of what is deemed as the power lesbians. They have a dispensable income. Mm-hmm. They have a great wardrobe. Mm-hmm. They, have a great social life. Have a great social life. Yeah. Yeah. They're able to like banter back and forth about smart, sexy things. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte realizes. So Charlotte kind of gets like brought in their cocoon and it uh, it lights a fire in her because what she's finally realizing is the benefit of female relationships, which is kind of ironic considering she's in a really core group of female relationships i know but she never really lets her guard down she's always so wound up and always so focused on like who should i be dating right now to marry and this group of power lesbians aren't well um, well they want to talk well so exactly the the conversation she goes out to dinner she goes out to drinks and they're talking about art and culture and all of this lively things and it's not focused on relationships or dating or what have you but it might be it might be focused on relationships and dating but she doesn't have to worry about it because there are no men there yes so i think that's kind of part of the issue i know we want to talk about it but i do think that's kind of part of the issue especially when she was like and nobody's complicated by men when she's right talking to somebody else but they are possibly complicated by their own relationship she just hasn't she hasn't needed to worry about it well and i think there's also some gender norms some hetero gender norms for charlotte because i don't think she really has any male friends and the male friend she has later we will meet them we haven't met them yet right like we haven't met her best friend yet right no no yeah um they're feminized yes so she has no real male friends which you know, we could definitely debate in a further down episode. I'm sure this will come up the idea of whether or not you can have female male friendships without there being some kind of like sexual tension. I'm rolling my eyes. Um. So this is, I mean, jumping ahead, this is where I, when she mentions that she's going out with them again and Samantha and Miranda are like, wait, you haven't told them. Part of me was like, it doesn't matter. She shouldn't have to tell them. But I think they're trying to, in the show, they're trying to highlight the fact that she's kind of running away from her gender norms. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's part of the flatness of this portrayal. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it needs more depth to it, right? Sure. Like you, 
I think the show was trying in in defense of the show. I think the show was right. being like, we're, we're you 20 can't just something years pretend later. to be a lesbian and run away from all of the stuff. Like they have, they have a life too. They have mm-hmm. things going on if they're right. into you. You can't vacation right on this island. You can't vacation. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a thing. These are actual real people with real lives and real relationships. Yes. They just didn't. I, I don't think they portrayed it in a way that it was. It's a little tone deaf. It I and again, at the time, it's one of the first representations you start to see. But it is a little frustrating to look back on now because what we also learn throughout this show is how difficult it is to meet new people or make new friends as adults. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that we as viewers really relate to. Like once you're out of school, it is so difficult to make new friends. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that woman... I can't think of their character names, but basically she comes in to buy the art and that woman says, Hey, do you want to come have a drink with us? And in my eyes as a viewer, I was like, fuck yes. Like that's the kind of open like engagement we need to move forward. Yeah. And at that point it is just friendship. Yeah. And I think Charlotte feels that, but then no one should feel the need to express their sexuality at that point. No, 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 no. But yeah, as Charlotte's, friendship progresses both Miranda and Samantha start to wonder whether or not they're friends with Charlotte or whether or not somebody likes Charlotte it almost becomes clear at the last party that it's one of the women is into her mm -hmm. and it's getting time where she actually does need to express her right sexuality preference yeah can I ask you a question Hmm. what would have made this interaction between Charlotte and her new friends more appropriate for viewing today uh be be a writer in the in the room i think being a writer in the room the conversation would have happened much earlier like i think when she got asked to drinks and then we see this montage of them going out for happy hour and then they go to dinner and that like we get this whole montage Mm -hmm. i think after that is the moment where um if you are the blonde woman in this case who identifies as a lesbian really wish we knew her name uh fact check do we know her name at all anyway um I think there would have been a moment where she would have made made it clear slash questioned mm-hmm. early on. And then it becomes a question as to how much does Charlotte hang out with them? Because the idea of, okay, well, this lesbian power group is invincible because they're all lesbians. Like there's certainly something to say about camaraderie on, on, and on a shared lived experience. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Charlotte Sutherland can't exist in that space any longer because she's a straight woman. On that note, I think that after I, I'm going to take a stab at this. Okay. I know uh, I'm not pushing back. I'm so defensive. I'm like, Bleh. you shouldn't be defensive. I think that's a great, that's a great option. I, wh- I was thinking about this while I was watching it. Like what is missing here? Mm-hmm. And I think after she has the conversation with the owner of the house, mm-hmm. right? She's clearly like, right. They're at a party and, they meet like the queen lesbian bee basically is how she gets described. Sure. So they're having a conversation and Charlotte is clearly distraught after this. I think, I think it's because she's realizing like she's not going to be able to be a part of this community anymore, but if hold on, queen bee, if she had had a conversation goes to blonde woman, Blonde woman who bought we the We really got to be better at this podcast. I don't think she had a name in the episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I don't want to label her as lesbian A because that seems wrong. But 
blonde woman goes up to her and said, and actually has a genuine conversation. Very short, mm. but hey, I want to talk and just talks to her about her sexuality quick. Like, hey, I'm straight. I just wanted to put that out there and I feel really connected to you guys. I really would love to stay friends. And blonde woman was like, hey, yeah, I wasn't sure, but like definitely. And kind of explains her maybe even some of her drama in her dating life so mm. that it portrays, like it lets her know, like it's like this for everybody. Everybody's love lives are messier and more complicated than what the show was making it out to be. And then she could continue to be in this community, but everyone was genuine and it portrayed the LGBT community as like a real multifaceted, yes, real people with, with real depth. interests yes. and real relationships. It could have been quick. It could have been even mm-hmm. funny. They could have put some like quips. One line of dialogue. Yeah. And then we would have, I think that would have really elevated the show. Zim, have you ever been asked out to join a group type endeavor with a dude and wondered whether or not it was romantic or friendship in nature? Oh, yeah, Definitely. And did it get cleared up initially whether or not he like did he identify whether he was romantically interested or was like, hey, we're going to go watch soccer and we know you like soccer. You want to come? Yes, I do think that it was cleared up like sometimes I've had it's happened multiple times, right? Like sometimes you just don't know. I think half the time it's cleared up very directly. Mm hmm with a, hey, I'm going on a date with this person. What do you mm. think? Or can you help me get ready for that date where it's like a very clear, like, mm. I'm not that into you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Sure. And then, or it it gets cleared up because, you know, we're making out in a corner and end up dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. It's just a couple lines of dialogue. Or in Simi's case, some handsiness in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so so Charlotte's kind of, but it what it didn't end up like that, and then that's no. it, right? Like that's the end and of her friendship. It's a bummer because this is one of the first episodes. I mean, we're again a season and a half into the show, and this is one of Charlotte's best episodes so far. We really start to see Charlotte as more like she even makes a comment of even I'm not that naive. Yeah. And we're really starting to see Charlotte have a little bit more personality. Side note, Charlotte's suit dress with the like fantastic carved collar during the gallery opening. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby girl, you look fantastic. She looked great through the entire episode. I loved her um her crop top with the oversized blazer yes. and the like nineties oh, blazer so, pants. She looked phenomenal this whole episode. She looked great. Yeah, yeah. This episode was for Charlotte. And it was such a good episode for Charlotte. She and did I a think great job. She was definitely showcased in this. Two more lines of dialogue. And this could have been an outstanding episode in Sex and the City slash TV history. In history, yeah. Uh-huh. Hundred percent. She's another subplot. Samantha figures out that her trainer is basically cheating on her. Okay. No, wait, you just steamrolled past the steamy part because I have some real questions for you and the listeners. Sure, sure, sure. Continue. Uh, Just like sexy shower scene where he shaves her legs and then he brands her by shaving her downstairs. Into a thunderbolt. And I want to know... 
Is it sexy to have a partner shave your legs? I'm I'm gonna need the listeners to to really jump in on I this one. I think it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's weird. It's weird. I know. I think that people have different <laughs> ways that they handle that downstairs impro- like area, and that is great. And you, I think do that's you. something that maybe you do like further into a relationship, not like I don't. I I don't know. I don't. I mean. No one's ever, I, I turned to my partner because I was watching this episode with my partner on the couch and I was like, would you shave my legs? And he goes, no. <laughs> All right, dick. I don't even, the legs are a whole different situation than, also, than the womanhood. You have to learn to shave legs. Like that's, that shit ain't easy. It's not. And I can't imagine shaving someone else's legs. It's hard enough shaving my own fucking legs. I would not enjoy this, but Samantha seems to enjoy it. Yes. So she's fi- she it. finds her. It was a sexy moment. She's clearly turned on by it. And I, as a viewer, I'm like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, if this is your kink, uh, you can anonymously be like, shut it down. And I'll be like, all right. I, yeah, I'm sure. That or this if this happens. isn't your kink and you think I'm kink shaming, you can be like, bitch, you're kink shaming. And I just need to take that strong dose of truth, sir. I, no, I'm sure it happens. I. <laughs> I'm not into this. I am not into this. So she finds out she makes it like really cliche comment of like, I'm sure you sleep with all of your trainees. And he's like, no, but it's always been a fantasy of mine. Fast forward. She's in the spa, opens her towel and another woman sees her downstairs branded. I think it's beautiful that they don't explain this at all. Yeah. (laughs) It's mostly you just have to see it. Also, I really like that the women don't attack each other. It is just a, how dare he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, do we have to, do we have to villainize him? Were there cheating boundaries in there? I mean, what is the cheating? So that's the thing is the expectation he set probably to both women is, no, this is always, uh, this is not a regular occurrence. This has always been a fantasy. So in which case he basically, like in my eyes, he's basically stated no, I've never done this. Like I've never slept with a trainee. I've never taken advantage of a woman that I'm working with kind of thing. I guess in Samantha's eyes too, it's only cheating if you get caught and he got caught because he, he uh-huh. had a very, he had a signature uh-huh. look. He had a signature <laughs> look and he got caught. Um, but can we get into, can we get into the meat? Can we get into the, the turning Carrie? point yeah. of the television show? We need to talk about Carrie and Big. Carrie is hiding her relationship was big yes she sneaks out of the art party mm-hmm. so we're going back to the first 45 seconds of the show mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you remember in the last episode they like went on a date yes super casually that both of us had an issue with yes this entire episode she's hiding her relationship with big she's she's mm-hmm. not telling any of her friends and she's meeting up with it they're going out to dinner they're like having carrying on with a regular a regular relationship they haven't had the conversation of whether they're exclusive or not which or what's happening it's what's not happening. even exclusivity it is what is this right and they start by the end of the episode they start to dive into it but and it's it seems fine she seems fine with it but you can definitely tell that she's stressing because she's cheating on her friends with her boyfriend. Absolutely. The next morning does the walk of shame where she does. Her narration indicates that she doesn't even want to be caught in bed with him the next morning. So she leaves at like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Who's she run into on the street? Miranda. Of course. Mm-hmm. 
New York is very small. Well, we learned Manhattan is pretty small. <laughs> okay, so have you had a friend hide their relationship from you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did it end up going well for them? No. <laughs> no, it fucking no. doesn't. Because no. if you're hiding something, it doesn't. It and really... you know it's wrong. I have. I lost a friend because of this. Oh shit! Yeah. Is that person still with their partner? I have no fucking clue because she's blocked me on all social media. Damn, I'll lurk her when we get off this. <laughs> she, we'll find out. She had carried on a re- with a relationship with somebody that I disapproved of because he was married. Oh, shit. And hid her interactions with him after they were broken up for a long time and then end up getting knocked up. Oh, shit. This is some drama. Not telling me about it. I didn't even find out about it until someone else was like, hey, so-and-so is having a kid. And I was like, well, I she hasn't she blocked me on everything. So I didn't because honestly, if she had been honest with me about what was going on, sure. we could have talked it out. But she knew it was wrong. Right. I, I think I think she knew that her relationship was wrong. And that's why she hid it from me, because she didn't hide anything else from me. Mm. Just this. Mm. And I mean, Carrie recognizes uh, she runs into Miranda the next morning. Uh, and then Miranda asks why she's so dressed up. And I love this because this moment she goes, it's laundry day. And Miranda's like, ah, totally. And I was like, I have definitely dressed up above and beyond because all of my pants are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. I get it. Yeah. That's a thing. But as they go, they're se- lying as they go their separate way. She says, that's the first time I've ever lied to Miranda. Mm-hmm. I can see maybe not telling your friends after you go through a trauma, right? Like everyone was there to support you. Mm-hmm. They see how hurt you were. They don't want you to get hurt again. And until and you can she's figure not out. even sure. Right. Until you can figure out how you actually feel mm-hmm. about the situation. It's nice not to have those other opinions. Or questions. Sure. Because naturally everybody wants answers. Yeah. I think if you carry on like you do, but um, bum, um, then it can get into a dangerous thing where you're like, you're definitely doing something that's not good for you. If if you continue to lie to your friends past knowing, because she knew she wanted to be with Big. Well, with that being said, fast forward, we have Carrie and Big having intimate conversations where they both basically acknowledge that they haven't told anybody else about them, mm-hmm. and they're attempting. To have this horrible dance around it conversation as to why and what are they? And they're actually dancing. It makes me crazy. And I was like, (laughs) I'm back dating big. Yeah. And a part of it is because Carrie herself, um, there's a part of me that wants to applaud the small amount of improvement that she had in even bringing this up. Uh, right? At least she's having a conversation. She's about having it. some. But then her narration, her voiceover is literally like, here are all the things I want to say. Mm-hmm. But instead I said, and I was like, she's fucking Christ. I know. But we are. Just say it. We are witnessing a little bit of growth in her. A tiny. There, we don't have a Carrie Gremlin today. No. On today's show. No. We don't. No. She chickens out, but she definitely shows a little bit of growth. But with that being said, Big, who knows? He can see it. He has clearly been played and written out to be this older, wiser, 
has already done the dating game and understands it all character. He knows what she's getting at and he still won't give it to her. And he shouldn't be, he shouldn't have to though. No, but it's just as problematic. Neither of them want to have a real conversation. It makes me irate. Right. He should be like, I know what you want me to say. I'm not ready to say that. And if he's not ready to say, I want to tell my friends because I want you to be my girlfriend. That is acceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fucking cowards. All the way around. They're a bunch of cowards. I still want to go. I I love the state that they're having, though. I want to go on this date. It's so cute. (laughs) And that's where we leave our characters. (laughs) Yeah. Essentially, we do. uh, Carrie ends up telling the girls. She does. And they don't react well. No. Well, as we've already said that neither of us would react no i wouldn't react well either (laughs) at all yeah 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 um and i think that their questions are valid should she okay should she have to answer them in that moment no no i mean i think figuring it out is a valid state to be in yeah i think i think it's hard in that situation we've all been in that situation right like whether you're on one end or the other, emotions are running high on both ends. Mm. The friends are like, I had to sit there and deal with you crying and yeah. go through all this emotional turmoil sure. worrying about you, right? I don't want to mm-hmm. have to go through that. I've got my own shit to deal with. I had and to then, pull you out of bed. On Carrie's end, she's like, I don't know. And human emotions are way too complicated. And we have this thing that we can't shake. And I can't answer these questions for you right now. And I want it to work out, but I don't know if it's going to work out. And yep. I don't have to answer to you. And this, it's just this like, it just implodes on itself. And it is never good for anybody. But but the episode ends. Big and Carrie are back together. They're back together. And now we're going to take a short break and come back for trivia. ba boom. That was really smooth. (laughs) Hey, listener. We love pretty things. Do you? I bet you do. Our newest sponsor is Reverie Floral, a custom floral and design shop located in Denver, Colorado. The shop focuses on large events and weddings and rad floral installments. Reverie's a big fan of us. We're a big fan of you. So obviously, this is a match made in flower-filled heaven. Check them out at reveriefloral.com or on their Insta at reverie underscore floral and revel in the pretty with us. Steno Denver, you heard us talk about it. Uh, They are one of our major sponsors, but I want to take a moment to tell you why we actually are here. Because we love it. It's the coffee. It is truly the coffee. I show up every day for the coffee. Yeah, we've been all stuck at home. We get to come here every day. It's super clean and safe. and It's a nice way to get out of your house while still being productive. Uh, I get to interact with people in a way that I haven't interacted with people in so long. Right. Get some, get some stuff done. He's got a keg. Yeah. I like drinking and I like coffee. If you guys are looking for a co-working space, check out Steno Denver. And our listeners get two free weeks of Which co-working. It's pretty dope because you would be co-working with Zimmy and I. With us. Do you guys want to be our best friends? You want to be best friends? Please. We can be best friends. All right. Check Steno Denver out at stenodenver.com. And use the promo code FUNKYSPUNK. Yeah. Okay. We're back. Sure are. Uh, we're going to wrap this episode up with a final round of trivia. 
I'm going to. We need final round. Final for the final countdown. Oh, we're bringing suddenly saying that it might be the end of the episode, but we will definitely do (laughs) trivia in the future if I have anything to say about it. Okay, (laughs) it might not be today. I don't feel super. Fuck it. I feel great about these three questions. Question number one: Where did Miranda graduate from? Where did Miranda graduate from Mm -hmm. or where did Cynthia Nixon graduate from? Miranda. Miranda graduated from Harvard Law School. Mm -hmm. She went to a Harvard alumni mixer and met the porn guy. Wait, I'm sorry. You're just kind of like passing through that like it's not that big of a deal. But did I get that right? Oh, yeah, you did. Boom. (laughs) Every time I get it wrong, you're like, nope. But as soon as I get it right, you're like, okay, next question. You know it's more enjoyable for me to be dramatic on my end so when you get it right i'm like all right fine number two number two so found this fascinating article that i imagine i'm gonna come back to a million times how many people of color appear in season two of sex in the city and by how many i mean these people have a speaking role so at least one line within the season in the entirety of season two yeah, I almost asked you about the whole show and I decided I'll break it up by seasons because yeah, I think it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Except for it's not a lot. So I, I'll give you a hint. The entire that this series. episode <laughs> has two people of color in it. And that is the most of the whole season. On Honestly, I was going to say for the entire season, I was going to say two. Okay, so that's, no, it is bigger than that. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. And, okay, for the record, not enough. <laughs> no. Not at all. So, not at all. Not enough. But um, let me let me. Which try and think this about article this. comes from Jezebel, and Jezebel is basically saying, "What the fuck? Why can we count this?" Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> um. Okay. Let me think about this. Can I just say under ten? Like it doesn't uh, go over ten. Sure. So let's call it ten. Sure. You want to call it ten? Sure. Final answer. I, I guess so, Britt. <laughs> the answer is ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I led you there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I actually want to tell you, since we've already done season one, season one had a total of seven. So we had a 30% improvement in season two and 20% are just in this episode. Okay. I guess that's something, but it's, um, it's not enough. No. And finally, the last incredibly important question mm-hmm. that's got so much weight in like importance to it well now i'm nervous charlotte's prada loafers that the lesbians compliment how much do those women's prada loafers go for today it is a standard product within the prada shoe line okay so this isn't like a a release from 2000 that is has been it is a standard a standard shoe release that prada has refreshed over time but they always have the women's loafer. I'm going to go with 850. Okay, interesting. Uh I tried to track down the price like tried to track down Charlotte's loafers. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find them. Okay. And that's how we landed here. Uh the answer is 950, mm. which surprised me in my head. I was actually expecting it closer to the $1200 range. Okay. So 950 for those loafers so wrong but i feel pretty good about that answer so if you happen to be a power lesbian from the late 90s or if you're channeling power lesbian from the late 90s are we allowed to use uh, should we use the term power is power lesbian something that 
what the show said. I'm not saying it's correct. I am saying so, the Prada so loafers are nine fifty today. If you are a quote power lesbian, <laughs> yes, from the nineties, <laughs> as Sex in the City portrays you, well. The 90s are coming back so fiercely. Actually, we're moving into the 2000s. We're not allowed to wear skinny jeans anymore. So like... I heard this. Yeah. Here we go. Let's lean into... I my world. Low rise, wide legged, flared, and your Prada loafers. I think it's high rise flared. Yeah, but low rise skirts are coming in. What do we know? Anyway, yeah, thanks no. for listening, guys. <laughs> Come back to see our fashion analysis of what's about to happen based off Tiki Tuckies. <laughs> Funky Spunk is brought to you by <laughs> a Vague Idea Podcast Network and produced by Trash Bag Media. It's recorded right here at Steno Denver. We would like to uh, put out a special thanks, Brett. To our partners, to our alcohols, and to you guys our listeners to you guys questions for the show follow us on instagram at funky spunk podcast or email us at funky spunk pod at gmail.com see you next week bye 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 <laughs>